0: Welcome back to the Casual Heresy podcast. My name is Spencer,
1: and my name is Michael.
0: Yeehaw!
1: All right, we're here in the present moment. We'll
0: start with an opening prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. May we take that. Allow you to come into our heart. and seek you every single day. May we joyfully proclaim you and all of your goodness in good times and in bad. And may we stay vigilant in living out your good and holy will. We pray all of these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father,
1: and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. How are you doing, Spencer?
0: Yeah, I'm doing doing pretty well. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. The grass is still green, the snow is melting, but we're still in February, so you never know. Yeah. How are you doing, Michael?
1: There's that. There's that Norwegian saying. Um. <laughs> i'm i'm smiling and i'm on the right side of the dirt or something like that Mm. yeah
0: still kicking
1: yep i'm still here
0: how are you doing mikey is that what you said that's
1: how that's how i'm doing yeah i mean i i i answered that kind of as you were asking it but yeah that's kind of how i'm doing
0: a lot to cut Um, out already
1: (laughs) it's okay Um, we're a bit rusty at this, but I think not as rusty as your kids are going to be right. (laughs) Um, so I have a, I have, um, you have, I have things in my brain. That's, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. You would think so, but sometimes it's not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um anyway i i was gonna ask you this because when i think about this you're one of the people that come to my mind um there's a big emphasis i would say so we did an episode a while back on um that actually might be the next episode that's coming out so the last episode we did then would be about um uh lay apostolate movements and things like that maybe we did we did record something about that. I don't remember where it ended up. Yeah,
0: but yeah, that might be that one.
1: Yeah, I heard somewhere. In, I don't remember where. Um, that like you can judge the fruit of a of an a mission apostolate like that based on like is their goal still evangelization? Mm-hmm. And you'll see a lot where it's like they cl- everyone claims evangelization is one of their goals, but like how many of them are actually practically speaking a lot of them it devolves to a numbers game a lot of them it devolves to just fundraising a lot of them but like if you're still focusing on spreading the gospel serving the poor that kind of thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i'm gonna ask a hypothetical question
0: and i might give a hypothetical answer no
1: <laughs> because i think for a lot of people evangelization is hard you know Mm-hmm um
0: you're putting yourself out there
1: you're putting yourself out there and for me when I think of somebody who's good at evangelization you are one of the people I think of so that's why I was going to ask you this oh what how how do you approach evangelization because I know how we were often led to approach it in college, which anybody who's been involved in campus ministry, That very quickly devolves into proselytization, not evangelization. Numbers game. Very different thing, yes. (laughs) Um, So how do you approach evangelization?
0: I think it's a... I approach it with a very... It's very personable and and intentional. I mean, so when you are in a state of grace and constantly receiving the sacraments, right? The sacraments that you can receive multiple times... (laughs) Um <laughs> yeah, when you've been baptized for the thousandth time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Casual heresy.
1: I'm just constantly being baptized over it, and over again.
0: Constantly uh you know, getting married and no. <laughs> um but yeah, so when you're in a state of grace you see the Lord the line that the Lord is drawing in your life a lot more clearly. And so little things, like even if you just run into a person in a place unexpected, you just, and you connect with them. It's like, whoa, okay. Like if, even if there's just like a slight spark or something and maybe you, in evangelization, everybody thinks it's like, okay, you have to start with this person. Like, this person has to be at, like, the rock bottom, or you meet them where they're at, and then you, you're you the one that takes them all the way to the house, all the way to the house of David. <laughs> you take them all the way to the Lord's glory in heaven. It's like, that's not true, though. You're not going to, 99% of the people aren't, you're not going to be, like, tight-knitted friends the rest of your life, <laughs> even, Let alone in heaven, who knows? I don't know. (laughs) But, I mean, obviously everybody's probably pretty tight, you know, in heaven. Pretty chill. (laughs) But, I mean, we're one body, so. But, yeah, meeting somebody, you can't, in evangelization, you can't expect to be every stepping stone for that person. You just do, maybe the Lord just you maybe you're just the person that just you know gets them up and then there's other people that get them to be walking and then sprinting towards god and you're just the person that you know is able to lift them up the initial lift the initial spark not everybody's going to be the superhero of the person that they're evangelizing i think there's an expectation there's an expectation for us to like all right focus on like those like the Newman Center focuses on all right focus on yep these two or three people that we told you to be friends with and you know you're gonna hopefully be friends with them and you gonna do all these Bible studies with them and talk with them all the time and hopefully be close friends and then once they're ready once we tell you they're ready basically <laughs> then you can push them to do what you just did for them, so they can do that for other people. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, I don't know if that. Like, first off, many people are on different timelines. Not everybody goes as fast as other people. Yep, it takes time. It takes prayer, and it's not really prayer when people are shoved into your space. Is that an answered prayer? I don't know. This stranger who I'm now trying to. Evangelize just because, ironically, some missionary who's supposed to be evangelizing them themselves told me
1: to? Yeah. That's a 24-year-old campus missionary told me to, so I'm going to be friends with this person now.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I think evangelization is a slower process often than we think. And, I mean, it's a grind. Lots of prayer. Lots of grace is given. I mean, just think about Francis Xavier and Ignatius of Loyola, and Peter Claver, St. Peter Claver. Those All three of those guys were roommates. Not all of them were Christians by any means mm-hmm. <laughs> right away. So there was evangelization that happened throughout time, years, not just you know a couple of weeks Bible study, and you boot the person out of your Bible study so they can start their own. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not a numbers game. Even though, I mean, as analytical people and as, I mean, competitive people, we're like, yeah, the more people, let's get as many as we can. I mean, obviously, yes, we want to get as many people to heaven as we can. But if we can grow in a deep friendship with one or two people over the course of many years, then how much deeper could they have? How much more depth do they have to grow in friendship with other people over the course of many years after that? and even just little things like it doesn't even have to be big things anymore they have the depth to do to be able to go deep with other people but they also have that depth so they can also even just just a smidge into like just a droplet into somebody else's life which could impact their that person's life big time so i think i don't know in those ministries the like college ministries and stuff i think they focus on Trying to like make God's graces <laughs> rather than allowing God's
1: grace to work. I I would kind of agree with that, and I think kind of what you've just described is more realistic for most people because mm-hmm. most people also you're only that most people if they go to college are only at a college campus for a few years, so that model totally falls apart mm-hmm. after the fact. Like it it there you're kind of talking about like you can evangelize. There's that old, old, I say old, it's probably like 50 years old, Uh, him, they'll know we are Christians by our love. I don't know if you know that him. But like, there's there's truth in that. Like, the way, as Catholics, we tend to kind of obsess over like, oh, we get to be like memento mori and kind of like pseudo-goth sometimes. And it's like, Mm. I don't... I don't think being edgy on the internet is, like, a great evangelization tactic. (laughs) Like, uh, I I don't know. Like, it's not like I'm saying – I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that necessarily. But if the goal is evangelization, yeah, like, approaching people with joy and kindness Mm -hmm. and then they find out that you're Catholic. And how do they find out that you're Catholic? Well, maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you didn't have an impact on their life. Exactly. You know? And I've started to notice that more and more because, I don't know, the world has gone crazy and it's going to be crazy forever. But, like, when you're just driving around and someone waves at you, just for no reason, they just wave at you, it's like, wow, that person's, like, a kind person, you know? hmm. <laughs> just, just for the sake of it, you know? Just for a wave, just
0: for a smile, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that, that that goes a lot. That does a lot for somebody. Mm-hmm. And maybe they find out you're Catholic because they ask you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The other thing about, the, the, like you said, the numbers game is it got to be like, how many people have you shared the gospel with?
0: Oh, I'm better than you.
1: Right? It's like, like also... <laughs> sharing the gospel is like a very specific step in the evangelization process. It's mm-hmm. not something you brush, It's not something you rush to at all. It's not something you're like, we need to do things on this checklist. And then I can sit down in a frat living room and share the gospel with you. You know, <laughs> it's like the gospel and they usually mean the charisma by that sharing the gospel which is important. I mean, that's not something that as Catholics we're terribly good at spreading the good news that Christ died for our sins and our fallen state has been repaired. You know, mm-hmm. and that but, we have a fallen state, <laughs> and that we have a fallen state that, and Christ died for our sins. Right. People, people need their hearts need to be ready for that. Right. You can you can try and compete for who can tell the most people that piece of information, but also if you don't follow up with that you don't live that out yourself before you're telling the person that mm-hmm. i think that's the thing that's hard for me is i am by no means nobody's perfect mm-hmm. i'm going to preface it that way so like and we did talked about this kind of in our purity culture episode that it's like once you start putting that pressure on yourself to be to be like perfect that's it's it's not going to happen so when you meet somebody who is living the gospel out in their daily lives it shows
0: yeah you don't even need to ask
1: right like it for it, sometimes it's not even a question like it's like oh yeah this is a good person you know this person's this is on a, fire yeah and it, it very rarely does anything have to be stated mm-hmm. you know yeah
0: and that's yeah that's sort of how like like when you mentioned like the love thing that's that's like the best way to go with like family, especially. You're not gonna win yeah. the arguments. Even so, well, you could win the arguments, but like you're not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna anywhere. get you anywhere. Yeah.
1: And that's and that's where I was getting with the nobody's perfect thing. Is, is I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but you do actually have to live out the gospel, mm-hmm. right? We all do. Strive and it's like,
0: strive for perfection. Strive, strive for, to like living out the graces that the Lord has given us.
1: And I say this as somebody who's also not there yet Mm -hmm. i say it's very rare these days to encounter somebody who is actively living out the gospel
0: mama t jp2 those kind of people like we're talking about
1: and then you know every once in a while you meet like a random janitor or something who like very obviously is Mm -hmm. and then like that's it you know we're religious
0: life Most of the time you can meet people like that.
1: (laughs) And you do meet, like, you do meet some married couples and things like people like that. But, like, it's it's hard. And it's not very common. And it's to bear witness by your life Mm -hmm. rather than by regurgitating these phrases onto people that they can just choose to ignore if they want to. Mm
0: -hmm. Because, yeah, like, the cliché saying goes... People remember how you made them feel. They don't remember necessarily what you said. Mm -hmm. They remember how they felt by your presence, by whatever you did. They remember how they felt. Like I can remember how I felt in elementary school by some things. Yeah. Or middle school, high school, just childhood stuff. I remember those memories because of the feeling those gave me, not because of the words that people said necessarily or the things that I saw. But, um, yeah, the love thing is so, so much more important because we get so much hate. So, like, what are you going to do with this hate? Are you going to spit something back? Are you going to – even if you don't spit back hate, if you try to spit back something that's the truth but you're pretty blunt or, like, harsh about it, if it lacks love, like, sometimes love in silence is just better. Yep. Like you let the other person win the argument yeah. per se, but you just keep loving them. You don't have the answer. Say yeah, you're not you're not into apologetics or something, or you just don't know the answer. I mean, you don't even need to know the answer. Just live out the faith with love mm-hmm. and hope and faith. <laughs> faith, hope, and love.
1: Yep. Be, Let's live it out. Be Christ to others, and the more you try to do that, the more. Obvious it is when those times are. It's mm-hmm. like the little voice in the back of your head gets louder of, oh, I should be doing this. I should go do this for this person.
0: Mm-hmm. It's small things. It's like there's this, I went for a run last winter when there's a bunch of snow on the, like, it was, I think it was a snow day for work, to be honest. And I went for a run <laughs> and I ran by this one house where this lady was shoveling and there's a lot of snow and I'm just like jeepers see this like old you can tell the lady's older just from looking at how they're shoveling Mm -hmm. so I go over and just ask if she wanted a hand if I could help her so this lady's Lutheran Mm -hmm. I've learned um, and I've helped her this year I, I and I'm planning on going over there just to help her with hopefully things even during the summer because her she has bushes that are so overgrown and stuff and things and like maybe mowing the lawn and stuff but it's just I'm not trying to like yo I'm so good yeah like I'm just telling you because like it's even just the little impacts I I'm not gonna try to talk apologetics with her (laughs) yeah like I'm just gonna serve her and with my physical ability to do stuff better than she can like let her rest don't let her pull her back trying to shovel 10 inches of snow. I mean, even in, she still helps me and stuff, yeah. but I'm the one that can break my back trying to do it because I have the physical ability to endure stuff more. It's just, yeah, some kindness that you can bring to the world, you can bring to one or two other people, and you could impact their life. So even if I didn't show up again this year for, like, one, it snowed really bad. Last year impacted her clearly because when I showed up, she was like, "Oh, I was wondering if you were gonna." I was thinking about you when this. I heard about the snowstorm, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Awesome, that's cool." So clearly, it had an impact on her just for doing it from doing it once the year prior. Yeah, it, so it's just you can make friends by just being kind to the person. You you could just it's anything very little. It doesn't have to be the you don't have to be the muscle man, yeah, to win this person over in the the arm wrestle for whether they're going to be Catholic or Protestant or Christian or atheist. It's not going to be like that. Mm-hmm. It's all about love, yeah. So on that note, you want to close us in a
1: yeah prayer, Mikey? Yeah. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time together, this time of fellowship. Um, We ask you to bless all our listeners, bless us, um, bless our families. Help us to be open to those times when you want us to love others as you have loved us. Um, Yes, in the hopes that we evangelize them, but also just for the sake of kindness and love and decency in the world. We offer all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
0: Well, subscribe and follow us if you like the content or even if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you guys in the next episode. From us to you, God bless you.
1: Peace!